Sanu from BA. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 11th of May 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. We begin with the Ik Ikware Madu saga. For those who are not aware, the Ikware Madus have been in the news after their arrest in the UK in 2022 for allegedly attempting to convince doctors at the Royal Free Hospital in London to perform a kidney transplant. The kidney would be donated by a market trader who didn't know what was going on and also people around him said he was Sonia's cousin. The recipient of the transplant would have been Sonia, Equaremadu's daughter. On Friday the 5th, in the UK, Equaremadu was sentenced to nine years and eight months for organ trafficking. Equaremadu's wife, Beatrice, was sentenced to four years and six months in jail because she wasn't so involved. The doctor who acted as a middleman since he singled out the donor and was the one that made all the medical arrangements in Lagos and London, was sentenced to 10 years in jail and had his license suspended. Sonia did not face trial after presenting a medical report to the court, claiming she was unfit for legal proceedings. She was acquitted. Between the conviction and sentencing, notable personalities around the world, including former president Olusegun Obasanjo, and Abike Dabiri Arewa, the chairperson of the Nigerians in Diaspora Commission, the Senate, House of Representatives, International Human Rights Commission, as well as the Parliament of the Economic Community of West African States, appealed to the UK government to be merciful with the Equeramandus. Meanwhile, the market trader said that he is unwilling to return to Nigeria over fears of his safety. He told the court that he agreed to medical tests in Lagos and meetings with doctors in London because he believed they were required for his UK work or study visa during the COVID pandemic. The 21-year-old said that he only realized the gravity of the situation when he met doctors at the Royal Free Hospital in London, who began discussing a kidney transplant adding that if he knew what was going on, he would not have agreed to it. He also refused to apply for financial compensation from the Equeremadu family because he, quote, did not need or want anything from the bad people, unquote. In other news, the Presidential Election Petition Tribunal has resumed. Recall that Atiku Abubakar, candidate of the People's Democratic Party, best known as PDP, and Peter Obi, candidate of the Labour Party, or LP, filed petitions challenging the victory of Bola Tinubu, candidate of the All Progressives Congress, best known as APC, in the presidential election. They also adjourned the PDP's petition pre-hearing to Tuesday the 9th, while the LP's pre-hearing was held on Wednesday the 10th. Atiku asked the Presidential Election Petition Tribunal to televise its proceedings, saying that it would enhance public confidence and trust in the judiciary. In another update, the Supreme Court in Abuja has also fixed Tuesday the 9th to deliver judgment on the disputed 
16th of July gubernatorial poll in Ocean State. The Ocean Gubernatorial Election Tribunal in January held that Boyeba Oyetola was able to prove that there was overvoting in some of the polling units. Consequently, the majority of the tribunal ordered the Independent National Electoral Commission to withdraw the certificate of return issued to Ademola Adeleike and issue a fresh one to Oyetola as the duly elected governor of Osun. Dissatisfied with the ruling, Adeleike appealed the judgment and on the 24th of March, a court of appeal in Abuja reinstated Adeleike as the duly elected governor of the state. Moving on, the eighth batch of Nigerians evacuated from Sudan arrived in Abuja on Monday the 8th. On Sunday the 7th, 424 Nigerians were evacuated from Egypt and arrived in the country via Asman and Targo Airlines. The evacuees were the sixth and seventh batches that arrived in the country since the evacuation exercise started on Wednesday the 3rd. So far, a total of 1,600 evacuees have returned home. More evacuees are expected, but it is unclear when the process will come to an end. The federal government had earlier assured that about 1,700 remaining Nigerians in Sudan would be evacuated, quote, in a matter of days, unquote. Let's have a look at the business scene. Tony Elumelu, Nigeria's renowned economist and billionaire businessman, has acquired Ugeli Power Plant in Delta State. President Yemi Osimbajo handed over the power plant's discharge certificate on Monday the 8th to Elumelu, who is also the chairman of Transcorp Power PLC. This means that Transcorp Power Limited is the core investor in the Ugeli power plant, which now doesn't need routine monitoring. Elumelu said that he would prioritize the industrialization of Nigeria. Here's a health update. The National Agency for Food and Drugs Administration and Control, best known as NAFDAQ, has warned the public against one batch of falsified Ozempic or semaglutide injection pen. The Ozempic injection is a once-weekly jab for adults with type 2 diabetes used to improve blood sugar. Healthcare professionals and consumers should report any suspicion of adverse drug reactions or substandard and falsified medicines to the nearest DAF, NAFDAQ office. On Sunday the 7th, a Max Air aircraft crash-landed at the Namdi Azikiwe International Airport in Abuja. The aircraft was said to be arriving from Yola, Adamawa State, when the incident occurred. The aerodrome rescue and firefighting service at the airport put out the fire while the passengers were safely disembarked from the plane. The airline said that there were 143 passengers and one infant on board, adding that the aircraft experienced two tire bursts on landing. On Monday the 8th, 
the Nigeria Safety Investigation Board and the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority said that they would conduct a thorough investigation of the MAX Air aircraft incident. As part of efforts to protect the Earth, the Jigawa state government has banned cutting down trees for charcoal and firewood in order to safeguard the forest and environmental resources. On Monday the 8th, Lawan Ahmed, managing director of the Jigawa State Environmental Protection Agency, best known as Chisepa, said that the activities of charcoal makers have weakened several shrubs and herbs, adding that trees play a vital role in regulating climate. He also said that many trees, shrubs, herbs and habitats for some animals have been depleted, while some are endangered and he called on residents to report the activities of loggers to Giuseppe, forestry offices and other law enforcement agents in the state. Moving on to some lighter news, Drake, the Grammy-winning Canadian singer, has sparked reactions on the Nigerian Twitter sphere after he shared the results of his dad's ancestry. On Monday the 8th, the rapper took to his Instagram story to share a screenshot of the results of his dad's DNA ancestry test, insinuating he might at some point be a Nigerian. He said the result showed that he's, quote, 30% Nigerian, unquote, and asked if he could finally call himself a, quote, Niger man, unquote. Many Nigerians have already offered to teach him languages and the Nigerian accent. It has been hilarious. Meanwhile, on Sunday the 7th, Davido, the Afrobeat singer, took to social media to celebrate his 12th year in the music industry. The multiple award-winning singer said that it has been 12 years since he released his debut single and described himself as God's child. Congratulations to him. And that's it for this week. Have you checked our website? Over there you can find more about us how to contact us and support us. Link to it in the show notes. Sai Gobei.